What's up, guys? Welcome to the KC Squared Podcast, Episode Three. It's, it's on, on the, the air. air. My name's Keaton. My name's Carson. And I'm also Carson. Today we're going to be covering Lake Brantley football. We're going to be covering college football. We're going to be covering NFL football. <laughs> we're also going to dabble in a little bit of baseball. Then we're going to get to our hot takes and also this a brand new segment this week: the Boom Boom Pow Player of the Week. But first, let's get to some Brantley football. So this week we've got obviously big game, Lake Mary rival week. Big um, game. Lake Mary one and one. They lost to Seminole twenty eight twenty, but they did beat Lyman, who Lake Brantley also beat. Except. And they beat them at a much bigger margin. And we've lost to them three years in a row. Class of 2020 has never seen class, a win. <laughs> class of 2020, conversely with Lyman, class of 2020 has never seen a loss to Lyman. But class of 2020 has never seen a win against like Mary. So uh, we're hoping to flip the script this year. Maybe get we'll go one and one and three. I think I'd take that. Talks of uh, moving the game to Lake Mary. No one's sure what's gonna happen, but nobody. Hopefully, we'll go. If we have to go there, we'll go into their house and win there. I think nobody really knows the story with the turf at all. Not even uh, the administrators or the people just, working on just it. Just kind of, just kind of a toss up. Um, I haven't actually seen anybody working on it. Are we sure there's turf there? When's the last time we checked? Um, yeah, I think we'd kind of consider it a probably day to day, as you would day say, with an injury. The turf would be. But yeah, so Lyman, when Lake Bra- or when Lake Mary played Lyman, sorry, Lake Mary gave up over a hundred yards rushing to Lyman. And while this does seem just like a stat, Lake Brantley is known for their run game. Can't Travis forget about Lesko, that triple option, AJ baby. William, triple option, triple option, you know baby. How it is. So in this game, we're really hoping Lake Brantley can not only open up the run game to a hundred yards, but even more like maybe 150, 200 yards if possible. Three touchdowns, two hundred yards. Yeah, if maybe. Lake Brantley can get to two hundred yards rushing, they will win the game. Easy. Ooh, so I believe, I sounds believe, like a hot take. I believe. Uh, are we? Are well, we buying hot take? There. Are we buying into the false hope this year? Are we? Are we? Are we doing it? Do we I think mean, gonna it's, win this it's my annual thing. I always love to get myself my hopes up, <laughs> even though I have no reason to. And so I think we're finally at that point this year. All right. Moving on to college football. This week was the well, the hurricane made us miss week one, but this is week two. Right, so a lot more excitement uh, includes Florida State. For the first time in 20 years, their academics are now better than the football rank. It's so this shame. is the point that we've gotten to. It's a to. real shame. Willie, uh, Willie Taggart, his famous hashtag, do something. The Florida State football team has yet to actually do something since he instituted <laughs> that hashtag for their Twitter account. Good motto, bad team. Good motto, bad team. Around, oh, around the league, Pac-12, another year of tragedy because their best two teams have now lost. Uh, Oregon lost week one, and Washington just lost to California. That is rough. That is rough. The Looking around the league, more in the south, uh, just about all the teams that you would probably associate with being good in college football, they're still pretty good. Clemson beating up on Texas A&M, Alabama beating up on whatever cupcake teams they've played so far, and Georgia obviously doing the same as Alabama. Even I think Oklahoma. kind of yeah, just looking around the league, Oklahoma as well. That's right. I mean, it's just I think a lot so far. A lot of these teams aren't really playing teams at very high competition. Right. So it's really going to take until week six or seven to really get a feel for how the league's going to look out this year. Right. Right. Uh, so going over to the NFL now, the big boy league. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost their first game. Um, it was pretty, pretty rough game to watch against the Forty Niners. Um, Jameis Winston, their quarterback of the future. Um, did not look good at all. Threw a couple interceptions. Threw, I believe it was two pick sixes. Um, so not a great first outing against a 49ers defense that isn't the best. Sure, certainly isn't the best defense in the they league. They made them look great though. They made sure they made sure them made them look good. great. Sure made them look great. And then looking down real south to Miami. Oh boy. Uh, oh the Miami oh. Dolphins got what were thrashed. 
thoughts and prayers by to the, the Miami Dolphins. The thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Hashtag thoughts and prayers to the Miami Dolphins. It would uh, appear that the Dolphins are tanking from week one. From week one. Um, I saw them run the same exact play on defense at least like 10 or 15 times. They're clearly not trying to win. Clearly trying to lose. They did a pretty good job. I mean, if you consider trying, trying to lose their goal... They certainly achieved their goal. And no names named, but there were a couple players that, no no names, but a couple players did talk to their agents about possibly getting a trade after the game. So no one's happy on the inside or outside. The the ultimate tank. You got to feel for those fans, man. Going all the way to that stadium, sitting there in the Florida heat all Sunday afternoon, wasting your day. Just to I watch assume, them get I assume, by the and remembering that I you assume, have a season pass. <laughs> <laughs> I assume most of them weren't at the game for too long. I don't think. Oh, I think yeah. pretty much everybody left by the stadium. Second probably half. emptied out. Stadium probably emptied by the second half. Once Robert Griffin III was in there, I think most <laughs> most of the Dolphins fans were out of there. Uh, time to get a little dramatic. A B Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Day boy. after day, incident after incident. It has been approximately eighteen hours since the last Antonio Brown incident. That's a pretty good record. Um, I saw a. a I guess technically it's a conspiracy theory that Antonio Brown was doing all this on purpose to get kicked off the Raiders. At first I was like, nah, that's crazy. But now that I read a little bit more into it, it seems a lot more plausible, especially because the Raiders obviously aren't a team that he wants to play for, and the Patriots obviously are a team that he wants to play for, and he took a pretty massive pay cut to go play for the Patriots. So I think that there's a little bit of tampering in there, maybe. And then a little bit of foul play. To add on to that, it's moved past football. Now he's been accused of rape and sexual harassment. Oh, and boy. Oh, while it, it, is, it is guilty until proven innocent, or it is innocent until proven innocent guilty, my bad. It's accusations. However, it's accusations. a lot of, uh, right, of current America cancel culture, so plenty of people are already getting angry about this one. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Things just keep stacking up for him. Yeah. 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 So on a lighter note, let's get to some <laughs> segments this afternoon. Uh, so we're going to start with our annual or weekly hot take of the week. Keaton, go. My hot take of the week. Listen, the Buccaneers, they had a rough game against the 49ers. All right, I'll admit that. Jameis Winston didn't look great. But Jameis Winston is resilient. And you know what? They're going to the Panthers next week. And Panthers don't necessarily have the best defense. I think arguably their defense is worse than the 49ers. So I think going to Carolina, Jameis Winston is going to throw for 250 yards. Oof. Jameis Winston's going to throw for two touchdowns. Jameis Winston's not going to throw a single interception that whole game. Oh, oh, boy. oh boy. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the game against the Carolina Panthers handedly. All right, on to my hot take. Uh, Nick Foles, the Jaguars' best quarterback, went down, broken clavicle, was it? It's a clavicle, something in the shoulder. Out for a neck. long time. They lost the game. However, they're going to Houston this week. Not the worst team, not the best team, but I think they go there without Foles and pull out the W. They got Leonard Fournette. That's all you need. Hmm. My hot take for the week. Oh, actually, before, just a little history lesson for a everyone. A little history lesson, all right. If we remember from episode two, we all made our hot takes. We were all, you know, a little controversial. Oh, no. My hot take that the Cleveland Browns would lose to my Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah, it turned out correct. You know, no big deal. It, it's whatever. However, this week, my hot take. The Tennessee Titans have... Another game. They're going to lose this game. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. Oh. And everyone's going to be like, oh, that's it. Tennessee Titans, we're out. Against the Colts? Yes. It's a, it's an important game because they're retiring Eddie George and Steve McNair's number. Rest right. in peace, Steve McNair. So I think we're going to lose this game, and that's going to wipe everyone off the bandwagon for the Titans. However, the real ones, we're going to stick around. And not only are we going to make the division, we're going to win the AFC South. We're going to go to the wildcard round. We're going to beat the wildcard team. We're going to go to the AFC Divisional round, 
We're probably going to beat either the Patriots or the Chiefs. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And this hot take has gone cold. This hot take was cold a long time ago. I think, honestly, predicting that you're going to lose to the Colts is a harder take than predicting you're going to beat the Colts. Especially yeah. without Andrew Luck. I don't even know who they're. See, Jacoby the Colts Brissett? have Jacoby kind of Brissett. been a little Just Jacoby Brisket. Oh, Jacoby Brisket. Jacoby Brisket. Can't forget about him. Titans have been a... They've had a bit of a boogeyman in their closet with the Colts for a while now. Andrew right. Luck literally never be lost to the Tennessee Titans. Right, and right. I feel like it's like because of that, it feels really easy to like see this as a possible like turnaround game for the Titans. And if I've more learned one thing as a Titans fan over all my years, it's that the Titans are very good at getting my hopes up and then tearing them right back down. And let's not forget my good friend here, Carson Yore, oh, last no. week. Last last I episode, I could escape this. Oh, you couldn't escape it, buddy. Last week's ep- or last episode wasn't last week. We had that hurricane come through. Last episode, he predicted that the University of South Florida would, at home, beat Houston. Beat Wisconsin. Beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, right. That's even worse. Beat Wisconsin. Both have, they both have red jerseys. You know, I got it mixed up. They would beat Wisconsin. What was the score, Carson? Do you remember what the score was? So, 59-0 uh, Wisconsin. 59-0 Wisconsin. Yikes. That's not a win for the University it. of South Florida, ladies and gentlemen. You hate to see it. On to the next segment, which is our new, brand new, boom, brand new boom, segment, pow, player our, of the week. <laughs> our boom, boom, pow, player of the week. So I'm going to start this one off. My boom, boom, pow, player of the week is Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew. Oh. All right, listen. A lot of people are making fun of me for this one. I've said it a few times before we came on the air, but Gardner Minshew, all right, was one pass away from the most passes without an incompletion in Jaguars history. All right. I think that he's going to surprise a lot of people. He certainly is not going to be the best quarterback ever. All right? But the Jaguars, let's see here. The Jaguars have a lot of support around him. They don't have the best receivers, but they have Leonard Fournette. Anytime he's in trouble, he can just hand it off to Leonard Fournette or he can just dump it down to Leonard Fournette. And I think the Gardner Minshew against the Texans is going to surprise a lot of people because the Texans obviously have a great defensive line, but the Jaguars have a pretty, pretty solid offensive line. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, throw for... At least a solid 200 yards. To be fair, going back to your point about the franchise record for <clears throat> completions, it's not like the Jaguars have a very decorated history of quarterbacks. I mean, looking back, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, Blaine Gabbard. I mean, they're just, not producing Hall of Famers after Hall of Fame. But Listen, I do Gardner, see your point. I do think Minshew will probably be a lot better than people expect. Him. Listen, Minshew, Minshew's gonna break. He's gonna break some expectations here. Just look out for Minshew. Now. Carson, at the beginning of this podcast, promised that we would dabble a little bit into MLB, and I'm here to do just that. The Rays, A's, and Indians are locked in the last 18 days of the season in a three-way battle to get the last two wildcard spots. So my Boom Boom Pow player performance of the week goes to Austin Meadows. He's hit several home runs, and it seems nearly every day that he hits one. The Rays have won, had one until yesterday, six in a row and nine of ten. They're on a roll, trying to make the playoffs after being terrible for so many years. I'm all in. You should be all in. Austin Meadows is in. That's my boom boom pal. One could say that Austin Meadows is the Gardner Minshew of the MLB. You could say that. You, you could. could say that. You could very well say that. My boom boom power player of the week is going to come from the South, and right. specifically Yeehaw. from my University of Georgia, DeAndre Swift. He's a running back. He, if he was playing in a different system, he would probably be an automatic Heisman favorite. However, because Georgia likes to spread the ball around and we have a running back by committee, he's probably not going to get as many touches as he would need to get that sort of numbers to be in Heisman contention. However, I feel like he's easily the most talented running back in the uh, nation, if not the most talented player in the nation. He put up a boatload of yards against Murray State this week. 
in two weeks he'll we'll be playing against Notre Dame at home, so that'll be a good test. But yeah, uh, DeAndre Swift for Heisman, starting it now. DeAndre Swift, yeah, that's a yikes, man. Typical Georgia fan, blame it on factors outside of their own. Yeah, so you hate to see it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Is that all we got here? I think so. Maybe that wraps right. up our show. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to check out www.brantleybanner.com for all your news on Lake Brantley High School. We want to see the new principal, Issa Morios? Well, it's it on out. there, man. You want to learn about Building 5? It's on there. You the wanna... cafeteria, Patriot Point? Patriot it's Point, on it's on there. You want to learn about what podcast you should listen to? This one, but there's a different podcast review. You should check it out all on brantleybanner.com. We'll see you next week. Later. We're off the air. Off the air. <laughs> <laughs>